day today, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. We're going to talk about our NFL Weekly Power Rankings this week with the NFC South, our predictions for NFL MVP and Rookie of the Year for 2020 to 2021, Damian Lillard not playing in the NBA if the Trailblazers don't have a proper shot of making the playoffs, and the outcome of last Sunday's golf match for charity between Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson for Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods. But we start with the NFC South. Arsh, how do these teams do this year? So for the NFC South, I just have to say they're one of the best divisions. So I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to start from fourth. It's a hard decision between the Panthers and the Falcons because the Falcons don't have that good of a QB and Matt Ryan since he's declined since his MVP a few years ago. But they do have a good running back and two good running backs actually, and two good wide receivers in Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. But the Panthers don't have that good of a QB in Teddy Bridgewater. He did go 5-0 and in the Saints, but as a backup, we don't know how he'll be able to fill with the pressure of being a starter, especially in this division. They do have one of the best running backs in the game, if not the best, so I'm going to have to put the Falcons at spot four. I'm going to put the Panthers at spot three. And then, I'm sorry, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Drew Brees, but you guys have to go to spot three. I mean, spot two. Not that you're not that. Not that you're bad. They're probably gonna make a wild card, even though they'll be really good. They'll pro- they, if they were in a different division, they might make a playoff spot. But because they're in Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans division, there's no way. I'm gonna have to put the Buccaneers at number one with the new and improved goat, with a good two good wide receivers, two good tight ends. Three good Titans, actually. O.J. Howard, um, Rob Gronkowski, and Cameron Braid. Yeah, Cameron Braid has a couple of good seasons. So, yeah, three good Titans, two good wide receivers. And then they ha- they'll try to improve on their running game. And their defense isn't that bad either. I feel that they could be really good. So, for the number four spot, I have, in bet- it's, as I said, it's in between the Panthers and the Falcons. I think the Panthers have a lot of potential under their new coach, Matt Rule, even though he drafted all defense. And I think defense was their weak spot last year. So I'm going to put the Falcons at number four. This is because Matt Ryan, as Arsh said, is declining since his MVP. And Julio Jones is still a, a very good wide receiver, but he is also declining. And Calvin Ridley is emerging, but I don't think he's a star just yet. So, Falcons 4, Panthers 3, and then I have the Buccaneers number 2. Um, Tom Brady, I get that they went like 12-4 and four last year and the number 2, or number 3 seed, I think. Um, but uh, Tom Brady, I know he has all the weapons, but I just think Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Cameron Jordan and all the people on the Saints are going to overpower the Buccaneers whenever they play them. So I think, yeah, and also the Buccaneers don't have a very good running back. All right, fine, let's make a bet right now on this show. You guys can hear. I bet you that the Buccaneers will either tie or break the, I, in the two games that they play, I bet that the Buccaneers will go 1-1 one one or 2-0. That's what I was going to say the Saints go 1-1. One one. Okay, fine. I'll say the Buccaneers go 2-0. Okay, deal. Okay. And then, anyway, you my, guys need to remind us. You guys need to remind us after these two games are done. Yeah, remind us in the comments. 2-0, I say 2-0 for the Bucks. He says 1-1 or 2-0 for the Saints. No yeah. way. Um, and anyway, I have the Saints number one. This is because Drew Brees, 
I think he's the most accurate passer in NFL history. And he has Alvin Kamara, who is a star. He's a young star. And Michael Thomas, okay. who is one of the best If not, I call I, I, I would argue he is the best receiver in the game. And this division is very overpowered, and it's really hard to predict because there's so much potential here. But I am new players, but that is my order. Seriously, you're saying Alvin Kamara is a new and emerging star. I think he's already out of his prime. What? Yes, he, what did he do last year? I think, wasn't he hurt last year a little bit? Did he make the Pro Bowl? Yes. He did, but he didn't do that good. There wasn't that many good running backs last year. He did not do good. He really didn't. But you could argue he's one of the top five running backs when he is healthy. Uh, or I don't, know, I don't even know if he was hurt. But I think he was one of the, he's yeah, one of he the top five hurt. running backs. He's just declining from his really good season. Fine, tell me, I'll tell you a top five and it won't include him. What? Okay, Derrick Henry. Yes. Better. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. better. Saquon Barkley, better. Arguably, okay. Yes, yeah, Saquon Barkley's better. Ezekiel Elliott, better. And then... Okay, fine. Top, that's top four. seven. That's Nick Chubb is Nick better. Chubb is but better. then he's six or seven. You have to put him there. Maybe. Okay, but, but I have I have the Saints first, Buccaneers second, Panthers third, and Falcons fourth. What's your order? I had the Buccaneers first, Saints second, which was the opposite of my brother, the Panthers third, and the Falcons fourth. Now it's time to predict who we think is going to be the next NFL MVP, standing for most valuable player, and the next rookie of the year from the 2020 draft class. Arif, what do you think? Well, so I'll start the rookie of the year. I had it narrowed in between Joe Burrow and Chase Young, the number one and number two um, athletes taken. But I um, think it'll be Chase Young. Um, I think he'll be like a Nick Bosa type of guy, except he'll be somehow he'll be more athletic. He, I called him the most athletic player in the draft, and I think that will that will easily carry on into his NFL career. Um, my MVP I have this is very debatable, but I have Dak Prescott. The reason this is, is because, the reason this is, is because of all the weapons they had, and now they added some more. They added, so they had Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and their offensive line is one of the best in the game. And then now they add CeeDee Lamb, who is like, he's the most hyped up wide receiver since Randy Moss, I think. That's what, oh that's what many people are saying. Come so. On. That's what many people are saying. Get real. I am. Seriously. Yes. Dak Prescott being the MVP. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not at the type of player. He had the second. He had the second so most yards Dak last year. So you're saying Dak is better than he's? You're saying he's better than Lamar Jackson? Um, mm. Tampa Bay's new offense with the goat. You're telling yes. me he's better? He's gonna be better than even Teddy Bridgewater in the Panthers' offense. He's gonna be an elite quarterback. Tell me he's going to be better than the Saints QB? Yes. He's, you're telling me he's going to be better than the Falcons Yes, QB? that's what he's he not means. going to do that. Period. He's not. He's just not. Yes, not with, all the, with all the weapons he had, and now their defense is stepping up, it'll really make their team better, and they'll win more games. How do you know their defense is stepping up? No. You can't go anywhere but up from where their defense was last uh, year. They weren't. They weren't. Two, they they could go down. They weren't the best, but they were average. Okay, what do you think? What do you think okay. for Rookie of the Year and MVP? Rookie of the Year came down to Jeff Okuda and Tua. 
not Tua's been looking great in his workouts. He's been looking like an amazing QB. But when you see how Jeff Okuda, how he's training, trying to build up his speed, endurance, and power, he it's just amazing. He's going to be their number one corner, which means he's going to be guarding the wide receivers that are thrown to the most. And Darius Slay has gone to the Eagles, so he's going to be the number one corner, and he's going to be good. We saw, we all saw how good he was in college, and I believe that he'll be the rookie of the year. Now for the MVP, I have Mr. Russell Wilson, who's had an amazing career, almost won two Super Bowls, won one, and still hasn't gotten one MVP vote. He almost, he, halfway through the season, you could argue that him and Lamar Jackson were in a race to the MVP. They were. They were. And I just have to say, uh, Russell Wilson, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be the same person he was last year. Russell Wilson, his the Seahawks had a very good draft. They had a good free agency. And their defense is good with Bobby Wagner, with their new corners and... um. Just because they lost to David Clowney, well, they didn't really lose him yet. They could still re-sign him, which would really help out the team. But you're not an MVP by your defense stepping up. And I believe that he is the one who's going to step up. Their running game is evolving. And their wide receivers, have they have one of the best duos in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Oh, duos? You're saying Dak Prescott doesn't have one of the best duos? Dak Prescott is not going to win MVP when he has a triplet, Michael Gallup? Amari, Michael Gallup was over 1,000 yards, and then he has Amari Cooper and got CeeDee Lamb. You can't say CeeDee Lamb yet because he's still a rookie. No, but he fell to them in 17. Do you think, do you think, who, who will be better, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, or CeeDee Lamb in the first year? Who? Who do you think? You want me to predict? Honestly, tell me honestly. Well, if, if I'm really going to predict, I'm going to go the Raiders, Henry Ruggs, because of his speed, because what? of the way he was picked the earliest for a reason. The Raiders saw something in him that everyone else didn't see. Okay, but he's the fastest. He's like a he's like a Tyree kill. The Raiders don't have that good wide receivers. I believe he could be a really good player. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying CD Lamb won't. I don't. I don't. I really don't know. I'm trying to predict. I think that no, but no, I know. And that. just because you have a good, just because you have a good supporting cast. Like Michael Jordan put it, that doesn't mean that you can be good. He has to step up, and he hasn't done that. Yes, in the he level. Did. He hasn't done that in the level of an MVP. He had the second what most. He had the second most passing yards last year because their field position was so bad, and they kept falling back in games. He was only a little bit clutch at the he end. Was one that's, yard, he was one yard. He was one yard away from the Cowboys' record, and, and who, that, who holds that? Tony Romo. Okay, and it's not even a five. It's not even five thousand yards. So you can't use that as leverage. That's not that good. Yes, but he had the second or third, second or third most passing yards last year, and their offense was very good. They it kept them in games a lot of the time because their really? yes, their defense really? wasn't that good. Come on, no, they the offense, everything's being put on the defense. Their offense wasn't that good in the first two in the first half. Then they stepped it up, but it was way too late. Oh. And also, Dak cannot play at the level of an MVP. Just because you have a good supporting cast, the Cowboys will be a very good team. But they won't have an MVP caliber quarterback. Okay, so I think Dak Prescott will be MVP and Chase Young will be Rookie of the Year. And then Arch thinks the MVP will be Russell Wilson. And the Rookie of the Year will be uh, Jeff, Jeff Okuda. Damian Lillard has said that he will not play in the NBA if 
the Trailblazers are now given a proper shot to improve their seeding in the playoffs. Arsh, what do you think about this, and do you think this is understandable or fair? I do not think this is fair, and just to um, just to clarify my point, I think there's well, what does he expect that we go out and play in this pandemic? With everyone at risk, there's no way that'll happen. They're trying. The NBA is trying to find the most logical way for them to play. They want them to get a salary, not to go jobless like the other millions of American people. They're trying to be able to get them to do at least a little bit of what they were able to do before the pandemic. And he's saying no. That's just being selfish to try to get the full thing. He can't do that. He has to think. Well, they're trying to give him the best thing, and he has to understand. That that's the only way to do it. So I think this is understandable. And Damian Lillard is he he makes a lot of sense here because he was he he was bringing their team up and he was winning them so many games and he was on fire at the end of last year and he was winning as I said he was winning games and improving their record. So he wanted a better spot in the playoffs and he um he wanted and. Even though, in the, as I said, in this pandemic, you can't have people playing games, so the NBA is trying to find the most logical way to do this. But even if, even if you, even if you have a spot in the playoffs, you should be at least thankful. And I, he probably is, but he He's probably isn't. He's probably hoping that the pandemic suddenly stops so that he can go back and finish the regular season, which isn't going to happen. Okay. Well. I think he is understandable, as I said, because he's just trying to improve his seating, and he wants a buy, and he wants he wants to the chance to get a ring. And I know he has a chance right now, but he wants a better chance right now. He doesn't. He he's trying to improve his seating, like as I said. Last Sunday, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson faced off against Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods for a golf match for charity. Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods won and over and about twenty million dollars was raised according to CBS Sports. Arsh, what do you think about this and was this event a success? Yeah, actually I think this was a great success, more than we could imagine. And fans seeing their favorite stars on TV playing sports really gives them some hope to be able to fight this virus. And all these um all the shout outs to workers and um People who are helping us fight the virus really helped. And I think that this is a really great idea and other sports can do it to show how they can still play during um, these horrible times, but in a safe way. Yeah, I think this was a very good idea. And as I said, about $20 million was raised according to CBS Sports. So that right there for COVID-19 relief is a huge success. That's what I call a success. Um, because over, like, many millions of people in the U.S. only are unemployed due to COVID. So this can really help them. And um, I think, as I said, seeing people seeing their favorite celebrities and, and um, uh, sports, sports figures out there on the golf course and sports is still being played, that's a very good thing in these times and provided much-needed relief to many of us. I know to me and Arsha did provide a relief because we were just looking for sports. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been watching the sports highlights, so that really helped. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Two Brothers and the Sports Podcast. Listen every week to hear the latest in the sports world.